Father, we thank you. We praise you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for our youth department, all of the overseers and all the uh, participators. We thank you for such a beautiful, lofty program where Jesus is exalted. And God, we pray for these young people, their parents, we pray for our church. We pray for every family under the sound of our voice. And now, God, impart your word to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, bless our visitors. Amen. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you. Don't we have the best church in the world? Don't we have the best church in the world? Hallelujah. My God, today, these young people have just warmed my heart. I want to thank the Lord for our youth pastor, Cleef Oat. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Steve Jones, Paul, and all the rest of the workers. Thank God for you. Thank God for all these beautiful, beautiful young people. Amen. Truly, God is an awesome God, and we are just blessed to be here. 
I was, I was looking around at some of these young people, and, and, I, and I said, I used to, they were babies. I used to throw them up, pick them up. Man, they are young ladies and young men. Look at Jesus. Thank God for you. And the Lord is so good to our visitors. By way of bus, we love you. We thank God for you. Praise God. And after the word is preached, I'm going to give you an invitation to give your life to Jesus Christ. And I pray that you do so. Amen. The greatest decision you can make is for Jesus. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Can I get a witness? And we thank, and by the way, the devil is scared of Jesus. You always hear this talk about how big and bad Satan is. Well, Satan's a dog on a leash. Can I get a witness? He's the prince of the power of the air, according to Ephesians. But wherever there's a prince, there's a king somewhere. And Jesus is king. Any king? He's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. Amen. This morning we'll be in Galatians chapter 6, the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6. I want to pause for an identification. Amen. It's a commercial for my Christ. It's a commercial for my Christ for your comfort. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't become discouraged in your delay. Don't become discouraged in your delay. All believers are encouraged to endure their difficulties and never become discouraged nor defeated when delay has come into your life. When we become emotionally and mentally fatigued in our faith, when we need to be spiritually renewed, when we feel fragmented and feel like giving up. We need to hold on to the fact that our God is faithful. And if God were not faithful, we would have a problem in our difficulties. I, I don't know about you, but there are times over the last 27 years that I became fatigued and tired. Don't we get tired? We get tired because Satan 
discourages us from trusting Almighty God. And the devil specializes in showing you what he wants you to see. He always wants you to see the difficulty. Amen. The dread. He always wants you to become discouraged by way of your mindset. One of my favorite pastimes is watching certain types of pictures. I like CIA pictures for the intelligence, um, federal agents for the intelligence, but I also like military pictures for the strategy. And whenever military men are in battle and in those foxholes, they have to not only fight a physical enemy, but they have to fight a psychological enemy. And, and, and it's called battle fatigue. They're tired of being on the forefront, tired of fighting. And during the Second World War, the Japanese pulled a ploy that the devil would use while they were fighting at night. The Japanese would play all this music on these loudspeakers love songs reminding the soldiers of the comforts of home so that they would be diverted from fighting abroad. And what the devil does to us when we're on the forefronts for Jesus, he wants to bring back memories of what life was like before we got into this warfare. I'm preaching to somebody. Those good old days of yesteryear. Can I get a witness? When we felt free and we were out there doing our thing. And now that I'm on my way to heaven, I feel like I'm on my way to hell. Can I get a witness? And, and, if, and if you're not tired, you will be tired one day. We, we all get tired. We get tired of the mundane. We get tired of the war. Yeah, we get tired, amen, of all of the weaponry coming against us. Do I have a witness? In, in fact, we get tired of being tired. Can I get a witness? We're just tired of being tired. It's almost like, man, all of this coming against me. And, and it looks like when you get the marriage fixed, the money gets funny. When you get the money fixed, the, the ministry turns upside down. Then, 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 then you have those... Amen. Chocolate we call children and, and, and grandchildren. And it looks like they start acting up. Help me, Holy Ghost. And we, we start praying about them. We, can I get a witness? You fix the roof, the car breaks down. Do, do I have a witness up in the place? Can I get a witness? You, yeah, amen. You get a new job and then something else happens. It looks like there's always opposition coming at us. And... The thing that we need to understand is that there are times and moments when Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Elijah, David, Peter, Paul, James, all of them got tired. All of them got tired. The disciples went back fishing, John 21. They said, we tired of this ministry stuff. We're going back. 
to what we did before Jesus came here. Isn't that right? And, and the Bible says they caught nothing. They toiled all night and couldn't catch a fish. Uh, do I have a witness? Elijah, Elijah ran the side. He, he ran the, the, the length of the state of New Jersey from Jezebel and went up in the cave. After calling down fire on the prophets of Baal, he, he burned up 450 prophets, then ran from Jezebel, hid in the cave and said, it's time for me to die. I'm sick of this. Can I get a, and God comes along and says, what are you doing here? Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, we will get tired. We get tired, we get tired, we get weary, we get worn, we get worn out. And it's here in this great Magna Carta of God's grace, this book of Galatians, and it's written to the plurality, churches, north and south, in the middle of Galatia by the Apostle Paul. And this theme of grace is that the just shall live by their faith. Can I get a witness? And it's Paul that tells us in chapter 5, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty in which Christ have set us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What a, what a text. It's here that Paul is teaching us three powerful principles that as believers in Jesus Christ, we have to bear, uh-oh, we have to care, and we have to share. I'm going to be preaching on the sharing part, but we need to cover the bearing and caring part. In verse 1 it says, brethren, if a brother or a man or a woman be overtaken in a fault, that means the word overtaken denotes something is chasing you and it is finally caught up with you. It overtakes you. If anybody in Christ is overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual. He didn't call for a church meeting, call for hanging. He didn't call for crucifixion. He said, when your brother or sister goes down, you that have the mind of Christ, pick them up. Restore them. That's the bearing. We have to bear one another's burdens. We help carry one another's cross. And then you have to carry your own backpack. There's another word, bear, in the third verse. Lord, have mercy. On, this, on, on, on the second verse, bear ye one another's burdens, then you fulfill the law of Christ. And then in verse 5, bear your own burden. Turn to your neighbor and say, you, I'll help you carry your first burden. But you've got to carry your own burden. We have to bear, and then we have to care, my Lord. We have to learn to care for each other. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. But then Paul moves to the sharing, and in verse 6, he says, He that is doing the teaching 
of the word that we ought to communicate, that means share unto him who teacheth in all good things. And then Paul starts on this major section of what we call the law of the harvest. Do I have a witness? That daily we are all planting seeds. Planting seeds, farmer, agricultural farmer. We're planting seeds. Before seeds can be planted, the ground has got to be disrupted, plowed up, seeds are planted. There's a sowing that's putting the seeds in the ground. There's the promise of reaping. That's the expectation. But in the middle, there's a process called delay. I was talking to the leaders yesterday on the subject of faith, and I said, when we get saved, God deposits faith in us. For by grace you saved through faith. That faith's not yours. Give for God, lest any man should boast. So God deposits the faith in us. The only reason we can believe is because Jesus Christ put faith in us. Are y'all getting this? You, you didn't wake up one morning and say, I, I, I guess I'll start believing in God. No, 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 no. That, di that differentiates those that are elected. Those that are elected, God has, listen, he has, amen, deposited the Holy Spirit and faith in you. Yeah. But the church, the ecclesia, we have a responsibility to not deposit so much, but to develop, Mike Poole, the faith every day in the believer. That's what discipleship is all about. We're making disciples, and I said from the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, in the Greek it's in participles. Participles are words ending in I-N-G, and they, 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 they talk about process. As you are going, we ought to be going. As you are teaching, as you are baptizing, as you are making disciples, lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. So when we look at this law of the harvest, the context is giving. But it does apply to other areas of life. So the first thing that Paul does here is that Paul, we see God's principle of development in chapter 6, verse 7. Now, please, let, let, let pastor go through this text and try to pull out uh, the choice words that's here. Be not deceived. This principle of sowing and reaping is a farming principle and what he's saying when he says, be not deceived, do not walk away thinking otherwise on what he's about to say. He says, watch this now, God is not mocked. The word mock means made fun of. The word mock means that God said one thing but means another. Don't, don't misinterpret this. He's using this. For whatsoever a man soweth, 
that's putting seeds down, he shall also what? Now, spiritually, 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 we sow every day. We sow in our attitudes. We sow in our actions. Every day we sow in seeds. Yeah. I want you to hear what I'm about to say because we can go to the throne of God and say, Lord, I've sinned. I messed up. I'm, 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 I'm through the power of your Holy Spirit. I'm going to repent. I'm turning in another direction. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry for my sin through the shed blood of Christ. And according to 1 John 1, 9, God forgives us based on our confession. But your confession and your repentance does not stop the sowing and reading process. I am still in 2014 reaping things I did in the 60s. Did God forgive me? Yes, God saved me. I'm in heaven. I'm going to glory. But because of my involvement and my decisions, young people, watch your decisions. One, one of the things parents are not teaching their kids today, we have to live with our decisions. Can I get a witness? And, and, and you and I know that there are some decisions we made that have sent us up the wall. Do I have a witness? So because I was wild and out there in 65, 66, 67, amen, and that was eons and eons ago before a lot of you were born, I'm still reaping stuff from my past. You say, well, how are you doing that? Well, Every time I get a magazine at home called Victoria's Secret. No, 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 don't laugh because it comes in my name. It doesn't come in Sister Gordon's name, it comes in my name. Because I bought her a present around Christmas and they got all my information. And every time that magazine comes to my house and I look at it, I am mesmerized. Now, 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 I need some help up in here because the, the magazine starts speaking to me. Raymond, you like what you said? Sister Gordon said, give me that. I said, this is in my name. Leave it alone. Y'all didn't get this. What Satan deals with is what's in you to pull out of you, to pollute you. Do I have a witness? Every man, according to James, sins when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Y'all see that process? So because we are still reaping things we sowed, even though we ask God for forgiveness, those things are still manifesting the effects within us. Are y'all getting this? Now, 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 now that's the, that's the spiritual. So if I, listen, if I sow hell, if I sow amen, pollution, if I sow 
being mean to people, if I sow, amen, cutting people and character assassination and gossip, and if I sow, whatever I sow, God says the same thing is coming back. When he says, be not deceived, don't think you can sow an apple seed and get a peach tree. The same seed, turn to your neighbor and say the same seed. The same seed you sow is the same seed that's going to grow. God knows I, I, I try to love everybody, I try to embrace, I try to help. You understand? To get on my wrong side, then something else. But you know, but but, but the fact that man, God knows that, Amen. I'm I'm watchful of what I sow every day. You got to be watchful of what you sowing on your job, in the church, in your home. I'm preaching up in this place. We can sow bad seeds to our children, and they're gonna reap that. We gonna reap it. So the. This law of the harvest is that God is not mocked. Don't come away from this principle thinking that God is going to change up the law for you. In the world, we used to say what goes around comes back around. And it does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. It does. It does. It does. You say, wow, if that's the case, well, if that's the case, you ought to start walking in the spirit and being obedient to the word so that you have some future seeds sown in righteousness. Can I get a witness? You can't go back and change the past, neither can I, but from this point on, we can start sowing good seed. Are y'all getting this? Hmm. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. My God. And he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Life. Interesting. Now, this principle, and don't turn, is found in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, 7. I want you to hear this. Just write this down. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. But this I say that he which soweth sparingly, that it's, it's in the context of giving, he that is a giver and sows seeds sparingly shall also what? Reap sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap bountifully, as everyone has purposed. In his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or necessity, for God loveth a cheerful, hilarious giver. And, and here's what God does when we take God at his word and promise of this law. It says, and I want you to notice the word all, and he is able to make all grace sufficient, suffering, satisfaction, all grace abound towards you that ye always having, listen to this, all sufficiency. In all things may abound to every good work, being enriched in everything, in all bountifulness, etc., etc., etc. The challenge here is 
in our sowing process, don't be deceived. Mm. So this is, this principle helps me to want to live right, talk right, do right. Right? And every day, can't we're sowing. You're going to sow today, Sunday. You're going to sow tomorrow, Monday. We're going to keep sowing. It's a law that is irreversible. My God. So the quicker we start sowing good seed, the quicker we receive good seed. All right? But look at the second thing he deals with. He moves from the principle to the promise in 6-9-A. And we're we're looking at the promise of deposit. And let us not become weary in well-doing. Now, let let me stop. Notice we don't become weary in sinning. I ain't never become weary in sinning. Sinning feels so good. Sinning looks so good. I just keep on sinning. I, I'll never get tired of sinning. Are y'all getting this? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me look at the clock and preach. Man, when I was in the world, I have never caught a headache on a Friday night. Never. Are y'all praying with me? I never sat at home saying, I got a cold. I can't go out to the cabaret. And I never, I never, I never, 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 ever, ever, ever. Are y'all getting me? Never met a girl in the world and determined the night on whether she was a lady or not. Never, 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 never. Because I wasn't looking for no lady. It's tight, but it's right. You know what the problem with the body of Christ is? See, we keep using the old mentalities to try to live the abundant life. Are y'all getting this? In the name of Jesus. The fact of the matter is, when you look at this text, and I, I'm, I'm really challenging the young people. And let, me, let me challenge the young Some of these people I can't help. Let me challenge the young people. Let me challenge young people. You're going to, listen, every decision you make, there's a payday. That's right. And everything that glitters is not gold. That's true. And everything that feels good is not necessarily good for you. I can't get amen out of church. Can I get a witness? I told you, you know, I'm a preacher. You know, if I, if I stand up here and, excuse me, have an accident on myself. It'll feel warm. But I don't think it's good. I got to go change my underwear. Isn't that right? Can I get a witness that everything, I'm talking to the young people now. Some of y'all old heads ain't feeling nothing. Everything that feels good, I'm preaching up in this place, is not always good for you. And when y'all go to college, 
You gonna, you know, your mind gonna say, "Well, I'm away from mom, I'm away from dad, I'm gonna do my thing." No, 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 no. The law of the harvest still applies. Yeah. Yeah. What, what we do in darkness will come to light. Yeah. I'm preaching up in this place. How many of you old heads understand that you're still raping what you sow? Let us not become weary in, here it is, <laughs> well-doing. It's something about doing well that Satan starts to attack us. He sends diversionary response. He sends discouragement. We, we, we actually start saying, you know what? And we start talking to ourselves and we start hearing voices, you know. Well, why do I continue to do this? I've been praying. I haven't heard anything. And, and here's, here's why Paul mentions this through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you're doing well, the voice comes and says, you've been praying but not getting an answer. What you see is not what you want to see. You become discouraged that God didn't even hear you. God has ignored you. God will not bless you. God has taken his good old time coming your way. Do I have a witness? We, we are most vulnerable in well-doing. He, he says, let us not be weary in well-doing. In well-doing, well, what is well-doing? Supporting God's initiatives, sending love, not hate, sacrificial time, talents, treasures, serving God and his people. Mm. Check out. Check it out. For in due season. And one of, one, of, one of the things that Ecclesiastes talks about is there's a time for everything. There, there's a season connected with everything. We, this time of year, we say, boy, the trees are beautiful. They're turning colors. But you know why we call it fall? Because leaves are falling off. And I don't know how you view the falling off of leaves. It's the time of death. Spring is a time of rebirth. Summer is a time of life. Winter is a time of blizzards. We're all going through seasons. Chronologically, I'm getting ready to go in the fourth quarter. I'm in the third quarter. The game is getting late. <laughs> Some of y'all in the first quarter. I want to hear from you. Game just started. Some of y'all at halftime. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Hey, but, but, but child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. What, what, what the writer is saying is that there's a season for every, there's a season for this ministry. This ministry being on 27 years, been on a, been on a, listen, been on a radio about 20 years, been on TV about 15 years, have grown tremendously from this to this. It, it, it's been a great season, but guess what? God has already placed an end on this ministry. Oh, this thing is tight because there is a season for everybody. Do I have a witness? And, and, and you and I have changed seasons. We can't do what we used to do. Isn't that right? 
Come on, y'all can talk back to me. We can't do what we used to do. I was in the military, I run two miles a day and wouldn't even break a sweat. Can't do that today. If I get the two miles, somebody gonna have to drag, drag, drag me in. Lord, have mercy. Are y'all getting this? So Paul understands the season. And listen, everything growing has a season. I love, I love fruit. When you get fruit that's out of season, it's not sweet. Isn't that right? It spoils quickly. Paul says, look at this. Don't be weary in well-doing for in due season. God's got a season for you to be blessed. God's got a season for you, listen, to shout. God's got a season for you to reap what you've been sowing. Oh, I'm preaching now. There's a due season connected with your work. There's a due season connected with your wisdom, your worship. There's a due season. Due season, due season, due season, due season. That's, that's one of the, and this is off the beaten track, but I'm going to throw this at you. That's, that, you know, as a Bible student, you need to understand that the book of Psalms it, are, are all historical, uh, actual stories. And when you read the Psalm, you need to uh, uh, find out the background and the historicity of the Psalm. Like Psalm 34, when, 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 when David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, David didn't say that when he was a young man running from Saul. He wasn't running from Saul talking about, I will bless the Lord at all times. No, 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 he would, he, no, no. He didn't say that when he went to bed with Bathsheba. I'm preaching up in this place. <laughs> he didn't say that when his own son, Absalom, was trying to kill him. Here's when David coined Psalm 34. When he was sitting on the throne, there was no war in the kingdom. There was peace in the kingdom. And, and, and David was king over everything. And, and David was sitting back on the throne. And, and listen what the Holy Ghost did. The Holy Ghost gave him a rerun. The Holy Ghost gave him a flashback when he was in trouble. Can I get a witness? Yeah, when he was in trouble, when he was running from Saul and running right smack dab into the Philistines. Well, who were the Philistines? I'm glad you asked. He killed their champion, Goliath. Chopped his head off. Now, here go David running from his own people, Saul, and David is by himself on a horse running and all the Philistines come up on the hill and Achish comes up, the king of the Philistines says, is not this David who killed our champion Goliath? Now he was in some trouble, Doc. They had David surrounded and the Bible says, and you read it, First Chronicles 21, that David changed his behavior and started acting like a madman. He, he had spit come down his mouth. He started acting like a monkey. And, and, and the Philistines looked at him and said, let him go, he's crazy. Oh, y'all, you know what? There was some times y'all was in trouble and y'all started acting crazy. 
There, 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 there were times when all hellhounds was on your trail and you forgot your decency. You did what you had to do to get out of trouble. You didn't trust God. You didn't pray to God. You didn't stand for God. You just started acting out. And now that David is old on the throne, David remembers that even him acting crazy wasn't it. It was the Lord who pulled him out of trouble. It was the Lord who let him go. It was the Lord that put on Achish's heart, let, he's a madman, do away with him. So David on his throne says, I will bless the Lord at all times his praise. Every once in a while, you ought to be in your house, in your car, at your job, and you ought to have a flashback of where the Lord brought you from. You ought to know that you know that you know that you know that you know it wasn't by power nor by might, but by his spirit. You ought to know if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, where would you be? And you ought to start worshiping him. Lord, I want to thank you for pulling me out of drugs. I want to thank you for getting me out of jail. I want to thank you for getting me out of that relationship. I want to thank you. I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. Due season. Due season. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, your season is coming. But you got to wait on it. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He'll mount them up. I feel like preaching now with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my high tower. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Due season is God's appointed time. I will wait for my appointed time. I wait for my change to come. You know God's got an appointment on your life. No accidents. You know God's got a, a time of deliverance on your life. You know God's got a time to answer your prayers. You know God's got a time to pull you out. You know God's got a time to bless you. You know God's got a time. Say time. Say time. Say time. Due season. Due season. Due season. In due season. Don't get weary while you're doing well. Why? Because in due season, we're going to reap. Won't you reap? 
all the work and the wisdom and the worship and the amen and the ministering to the saints. God, God, God says in due season you will reap if, now, 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 now stop because of this, this last part of verse 9. Yeah, and we move from the principle to the promise. Uh, uh, listen, listen to pastor, to the, to the pattern. And, and it's this pattern that I want you to hear before we close. This pattern of precaution. It's a precaution of a default. Now listen to pastor. I sit at home, look at all these commercials about over-the-counter drugs and whatnot, and I'm always flabbergasted of what they have to say. They say, well, you know what? If you, uh, if you have a headache or a cold, upset stomach, or if you got back pain, take this medicine, and it will help to heal and comfort you. But then after they tell you what the medicine will do, Then they give you a disclaimer. Do you know what a disclaimer is? A disclaimer is, uh, but let me give you the other side. And, and, and see, on the other side, when I listen to these medicines, it says, well, um, but this medicine may cause blindness, <laughs> liver and kidney trouble, heart attack. Yeah. Well, why should I take the medicine if it's going to cause all that? That's right. Are y'all getting this? Well, see, God comes up with his own disclaimer. God says that I know you're in the process of delay, but I dare you to be still and know that I'm God. I, he said, I, I dare you to trust me that I'm in control of everything. I dare you to wait on me. Can I get a witness? You're going to reap in due season. Can I get a witness? But here's my disclaimer, because the just shall live by their faith, and, and, and without faith it's impossible to please God. So God says, here comes my disclaimer. No, you won't die, but if you faint not, you're only going to reap if you don't faint. Can I get a witness? In other words, you're only going to reap when you keep believing in spite of what you see, in spite of what you feel. See, child of God, the way we win the battle, the way we are more than conquerors, the way we get the victory is that everything you see, the giants you see, the hills you see, the walls you see, the fire you see, the enemy you see. You can't believe anything you see. You got to know. You got to shut your eyes and say in spite of it all, I know, I know, I know that I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Can I get a witness? So God says, here's my uh, disclaimer. If we think not, Raymond Gordon, you're going to reap what you've been sowing in due season at an appointed time, providing you don't give up. If you give up, don't expect the reaping. Can I get a witness? I'm preaching to somebody up in here. 
Amen. I know you're weak, wounded, weary, worn. I know you feel like giving up. I know you feel like getting out. I know you're tired of this and tired of that. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all, amen, tired of the marriage and tired of the ministry and tired of the money situation and tired of all the conflict in your mind. But I dare you to just be still and know that he's God. I dare you to get flat-footed and say, I'm not going to move from this place. I dare you to make up your mind that the Lord will begin it and the Lord will end it. I dare you to take him at his word. Can I get a witness? And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You got to preach to yourself. You got to pray for yourself. You got to persuade yourself. And Paul says, and we are persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor any other thing shall be able to, yeah, amen, to take me out of Christ Jesus. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you better learn to preach to yourself. I want you to come here for worship, but you ought to preach to yourself while you're in your car. I'm going to worship. I'm not going to church to whine. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise him for who he is. I'm tired of this pity party. Pity party, get off of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I choose to have the victory. I've got the victory. I don't need to keep praying for the victory. I need to thank him for the victory. I need to march towards the victory. I need to praise him in the victory. Can I get a witness? In due season, your time is coming up, but you can't give up. You can't fold the tent in. You can't leave the church. You got to hold on and hold out. Can I get a witness? Abraham held on. Isaac held on. Jacob held on. Daniel held on. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego held on. You got to hold on. You got to look defeat in the face and say in due season, I will reap. I will reap. I will reap. If I faint not, say yeah. Say yeah. reputation on the line. It's his reputation on the line. Can I get a witness? Yeah. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. But here's the final part. We got to go. He deals with the purpose against all defeat. Look at verse 10, as we have therefore, now the word therefore automatically puts us back in the first nine verses. Therefore, <laughs> since the Lord controls the harvest, 
since the Lord controls the season, since the Lord controls my blessings, since the Lord controls my prayers, since the Lord controls my weariness, since the Lord is on top of everything. Therefore, as we therefore have opportunity. What a word. In other words, God creates all the opportunities. See, see, we, 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 we got some faulty thinking. We, we think... You know, you say, well, I need a job. I'm praying. Then a job comes up. You think you created the job. No, you didn't. The opportunity comes from God. Do I have a witness? The opportunity for you to be in a position to witness to your children comes from God. The opportunity to pray comes from God. The opportunity to be still comes from God. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, saved and unsaved, elect and evil. We have a responsibility to all men, everybody. I don't care what frame of mind they're in. I don't care what's going on in their lives. We got an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with everybody. Do I have a witness? And then Paul says, but especially unto them that are the household of faith. Here's what Paul's warning is. Be careful. Don't fool around and turn on the body of Christ. You be careful what you do to people who are in the household of faith. Be careful about the leadership and the lay. Be careful you don't cross up, especially, do good to all men, but especially to them that are of the household of faith. Take a loss, amen, amen. Turn a cheek, bless your enemies, pray and not pay back, promote and not provoke. Are y'all praying with me? You ain't got to say amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What Paul is saying here, and let us, we're coming at it, not become weary in well-doing. Why, Paul? Because you're going to reap. Because you're doing well, right? No, y'all got to get this part right. You ain't laying up and throwing dice all night, snorting stuff up your nose and selling drugs and carrying pistols. He, no, he ain't talking about that. You're going to read what you saw. He's talking about in well-doing. We're going to reap if we faint. And as God gives you opportunity, listen to this, do good to all men, especially those that are the household of faith. Here's what God will do. In our delays, he's developing our focus and our fortitude. In our difficulties, he's developing our faith. Are y'all getting this? Every time God delays your blessing, there's something he's doing in you 
Not in somebody else. He's doing it in you. Do I have a witness? He's doing it in you. If you're married, you got to pray this. Lord, see, you got to say, Lord, give me the combination and the wisdom to properly love this person. Because it's not your last boyfriend or last girlfriend. Everybody is different. Are y'all praying with me? So when y'all get out there sharing your little experiences in the foyer, talking about, yeah, child, well, I'm going home, and, and me and my husband, well, that don't apply to your house. You look at him and say, well, God bless you. I know what I need to do. Y'all getting quiet again. Can I get a witness? That we, <laughs> leave that one alone. Uh, young people, let me preach to you, and I'll close out on you. Praise the Lord. Fact of the matter is, don't get tired of doing good. Because God is going to bring your blessing at the right time. Can I get a witness? At the right time, God's going to bring your blessing. At the right time, God's going to elevate you. At the right time, God's going to exalt you. At the right time, God's going to just bless you. Let's stay on our feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, at the right time, in due season, you will reap a good crop because you are giving a good sowing. Yeah, yeah, say that too. You'll reap it. But here's the disclaimer. If you don't lose faith. Let's bow our heads today. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this tremendous promise that in the midst of us doing your will we become tired we're under attack we feel lonely victimized we feel as though our prayers and concerns were never heard but God your word which is above your name says don't become weary in well doing for in due season so, God, our season is coming that we will be blessed by you. We thank you and we pray for strength not to faint, not to faint, not to faint, but to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's somebody here that needs to be saved, Buster, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, he died for your sins, buried again, just raise your hand. You want to be saved. I see hands. Come on up here, brother. Or you want to join the church or your Christian experience? Want you to come. Want you to come. Want you to come. Want you to come. Bless the Lord. 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 Bless the Lord, brother. It's all right. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, brother. Stand right here. Come on. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, man. Bless the Lord. Stand right here. Is there another? Step out of your chair if you want to give your life to Christ. Jesus is the change agent. Jesus is the change agent. There you go. Thank you, man. Hey, man. Jesus is the change agent. Come on, brother. Bless the Lord. Love you. Right stand right here. Jesus is the transformer. Jesus. Come on. Come on out of your seats. If you want to be saved, give your life to Jesus Christ. Or if you want to join the Church of Christian Experience, 
Let me, let me, let me. Now I see your hands. If your hands are raised, come on down. We're not dismissed. Come on down if your hands are raised. Come on. Come on down. Listen, let me, let me, let me, let me throw this at you. We, we're going to get out. When we purchased those six buses, I told the elders at that time, we're not buying these buses for recreation trips. We're going to use these buses in the outreach of Jesus Christ. And they all agreed. So every second Sunday, we go to Philly, Atlantic City. We pick people up. We bring them here. They get saved. We feed them. We give them literature. That's the gospel of Christ. Come on, brother. Praise Jesus. Love you, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm going to wait. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you're not saved, you're going to hell. You need to give Jesus your life. He is God's only begotten son and son of God. Just come on out real quick. Just step on out. Just step on out if you want to give your life to Christ. You want to join the church and Christian experience, step out. Is there one? Thank you, Marcus, for your ministry here. Is there another? Is there another? Praise God. All right, my brother. Come on, brother. Where you from, man? Aurora, Illinois. Huh? Aurora, Illinois. Illinois? Oh. It's, praise Jesus. Hey, come on. Come on, my brother. Love you, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. There you go. Praise Jesus. This brother's from Illinois. Look at Jesus. Where you from, man? What, what part of Philly? North Philly? North Philly. All right, brother. Where you from? California, what part of California? Long Beach, Long Beach California. Where you from? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Where you from, man? North Philly. North Philly. Where you from, brother? Linden. Linden. Linden, well, New Jersey. Where you from? Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Look at Jesus. Let's get Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise God. Can you take him? Lead him to Christ. Go ahead, brother. This way. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Where's Luther? Luther, Luther. Luther, where's Luther? Luther. Oh, you're sitting next to your wife today. God bless you. Come, come. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to dismiss. Now, listen, if you're part of the discipleship or new members orientation, come down front. We have something for you. We love you. Now, listen to Pastor.